on today's I didn't say that you ain't black you ain't black Please, well, please explain to everyone what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, welcome to another edition, a Memorial Day weekend edition of I Didn't Say That. A uh, long time, no talk. Yeah, hashtag no days off. But why, why have we done fewer episodes during the quarantine than we were doing before? Uh, number one, we had the New Hampshire primary, and that was a lot of fun. And number two... Um, there, we, we've we've laid out what we have to say about this whole thing right so there's no point in covering the day-to-day it, it just it's just not interesting but as a summer but also america's you know what opening I found? america's opening we're moving on so expect more Bef- frequency before, before we go on to that you know what i found frequency. during the first six weeks of this government lockdown i'm not gonna call it a quarantine it was a government reprisal of the nazi regime in my opinion yeah unpopular opinion zero to one read the book okay (laughs) you'll get one you're gonna hear a lot of that tonight. a lot of zero to one i'm currently reading zero to one by peter thiel and he has this like very interesting intellectual question that starts it off and now i just ask it about everything the question is basically i've been asked this question about (laughs) a dozen times in the past 48 hours What's the and question? by the way, by the way, if you hear a humming in the background, that's our air conditioning unit. You do not come here for high audio quality. Okay, no. so just deal with it. Yeah, at least we're not in our basement with the echo. So you're welcome. That's right. There we go. <laughs> no echo this time. We're out so, on our porch with our new fire pits. Pretty great. Yes. But anyway, back to the question. What's the question I've been asking? What is an opinion that you hold close to yourself? Well, n- what, what is something that you believe in that the majority of people, the majority disagree, of people with. disagree with? Because Peter Thiel's whole preface of this book, which grants that I'm like 10 pages in, but it's basically like, how do you go from zero to one? Like if you take a concept that already exists, like airplanes, and just expand upon it, you're just going from one plus N. But if you take a brand new idea, you're going from zero to one. Mm-hmm. And so his theory is you can get to that by having some sort of opinion like that and and here, here is it. an example of one. I do not believe that diversity is our greatest strength <laughs> because I do not believe in, in, in a lot of instances that diversity for the sake of diversity is a good thing, right? Like I believe if everyone was a motivated, high agency libertarian, we would live in a more prosperous, more peaceful nation. Yeah. So. But we have liberals. And they prevent us from living that way. So, awesome. So and I, Republicans, too. I kind of forget the whole tangent as to what brought us here. But my original point was, in the first six weeks of this thing... I was like hyper focused. I was like reading all the New Hampshire local news. I wanted to know when things would be open, like what the heck is happening. I was hyper focused on it. And the last two weeks, ever since they announced golf was back and we could have outdoor dining, I was like, I'm not going to watch the news anymore. And I've, I felt so much more at peace, just not reading anything or really being, really being yeah, in the know. It's been great. 
Also, it's, maybe why we haven't been podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't it's been getting been, angry and upset. It's <laughs> it's been it's been good to kind of just tune it out. Um, puzzles. We've been doing so much puzzling; it's been great. But that's not what we're going to talk about tonight. No, tonight we're going to talk about. So we've gone to two restaurants now, and our I think our new thing right now is going to be to go to as many different restaurants as possible to see all the ways that people are interpreting the laws. Yeah, so here let's, in New let's, Hampshire. let's start off with what our local New Hampshire regulations are because it differs by every state. Like I can't keep mm-hmm. on top of what every state's doing, so we can only go by what we have locally. So in New Hampshire, starting this Monday, May eighteenth. Uh, restaurants were allowed to do outdoor dining only. And you say like, oh, cool. Oh, no, no, it doesn't stop there. No, no, no. The government needs to micromanage you. You need to be told what to do. So everyone's got to, everyone who works there has to wear a mask. And the tables have to be six feet apart. And everything needs to be sanitized. And I think there's other stupid rules that I haven't read on, but there's like a whole manual. I think it's like a four-page document on the government website about all the shit they have to do. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So anyway, we've been golfing a lot because we get to work remote now. So by 5.36, we have time and it doesn't get dark till 8. So we've been taking advantage of our hard-fought right to golf, which shouldn't even be a statement because this is freaking America. Well, it shouldn't be a statement to brag about sitting outside and having drinks, but it is. Right. This is where we've come to as a nation. We've played a lot of golf. Anyway, so there is a local restaurant that we love to go to. I'm not going to name any names because I don't want to get anyone in trouble. But there's a local restaurant that we love, and it's been closed. It's been doing very little takeout it's just been they've just been going up they've been dormant yeah they've just been like we're closed until like further notice and by the way this is probably one of the most popular restaurants in the area like definitely top five and it's the number one millennial hangout yeah like it's like pre-covid world it was always packed like it was very hard to get into unless you went like early or something which we did (laughs) Don't give out our secrets. All the time. All Don't the time. Don't give out our secrets. Okay, so anyway. We're regulars. <laughs> anyway, we were go- We went and golf Thursday, and as we were driving back, I was like, oh, I'm going to check their Facebook page just to see, like, if anything's changed. And earlier that morning, they had said, like, we're open for outdoor dining, no reservations. And I was like, What? So, oh, that's one of the regulations. You have to do reservations. So I was like, oh, cool. They're already bypassing this. So, like, you know it's on. So we go. And, of course, there's a wait. Because this, this place, there's always a wait. But we it was, like, 8 o'clock already. So we were like, all right, we're going to wait. So. The funny thing is we never wait because we always just go to the bar. Right. But there's no bar anymore. There's no, no bar. bar anymore. So they did a really great job of. I've never waited more than five minutes here. They did a really great job of utilizing, like, as many as much space outside to get as close to possible as the number of seats they used to have indoors. And I think they got pretty close minus the bar area, which is awesome for them. Um, and they had like a sanitizing station at the front. Mm-hmm. Basically everyone was wearing masks, but they didn't, prov- they clearly didn't provide their employees with masks. So some of them were wearing like bandanas that weren't really like staying up. I don't give a crap about this. Cause I think it's all freaking stupid. Um, but anyway, 
So all the tables were like there was not apart. a single person there who was in the risk group. No, of- no, no, everyone there was at actually that night. Everyone there was under thirty five, hundred percent. Usually the crowd's under yeah. forty, but it was under thirty five. We were probably well, the oldest people there. To you be know, honest. I would say, I would say, it's je- it's it skews very young, but. Every time we've gone in there, there's at least, like, three or four tables of, like, well, there's always older couples there. Sometimes there's families there. But it's a hot date night spot for the our time crowd. (laughs) So, anyway, I thought it was a lovely experience. (laughs) Why are you booing me? I'm right. (laughs) It was amazing to go back to somewhere and feel like fairly normal i mean people were wearing masks so that wasn't super normal but like for the most part it felt like back to the way things used to be and side note we also went to this place the night before they closed all the restaurants in new hampshire so it's a very good like bookend for us so anyway i would characterize it as a place that's doing what they have to do to be open but definitely like subtext is this is bullshit Every one of our customers is under 40. They have a 99.99% chance of recovering from this. It's unbelievable. It's yeah. r- this is ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's not, that place is probably not for the Karens. So then tonight we went to a place that was for the Karens. This was, this was designed to put people at ease. And I say that because nothing that they did was in any way different from the first restaurant that we went to uh. in the grand scheme of things uh. in, in, no in terms of in terms of an actual measure that would make you safer there was no difference it was perception yeah it was perception. this was all perception it was the menus were one-time use. They disposed of the menus. Everything was one-time Everything use. Everything was one-time use. It was an environmentalist nightmare. Straws were one-time nightmare. use. Cups were one-time use. We made out like bandits. We got a bunch of cups. <laughs> we took all the cups home. I was like, oh, I can't. You're... I actually asked the waiter. I was like, what are you going to do with these cups after we leave? Are you going to throw them away? And he was like, uh, yeah. I was like, so it's okay if I take them? He was like, sure. <laughs> sure. Go ahead. So we, we, we got, we, we walked out with a bunch of cups. Um, so the first interesting sign was when we got there you go did you did you bring a mask and we're like what what are you talking about <laughs> we're kind of like we're like oh, for the record um like some states require that you have to wear a mask whenever you go inside anywhere we are not one of those states there's no law or executive order or anything that requires a person to wear a mask. i went to the car dealership today no mask yeah anyways so we roll up. First of all, we roll up and there's this guy out at like a host stand, but he's like way off to the side away from the patio, completely by himself, like 30 feet from the nearest person wearing a mask. Number one. So, you know, it's absurd. So the number two, we walk up and mind you, I've already been texted like, oh, are you here yet? No, I'm not there yet. It's not 730. I was like, well, we're on our way. And they're like, OK, well, your table's ready. So you can just come on in. And I was like, OK. So we walk up. We had our reservation. We did it by the book. So that's another thing that the previous night didn't do. They don't take reservations. No this reservations. place required reservations. And he was like, um, uh, you need a mask to go to your table. 
you he's basically like you need to wear a mask whenever you're not physically sitting at your table and he was like do you have your own mask and we were like no so we needed to wear a mask for the 20 foot walk between (laughs) the hostess stand and our table at which we sat down at and then took our mask off right and the best part was he (laughs) he had he had a box of masks for us but we were clearly the first ones of the night that needed it because he had to open it and give us yes. fresh. Like, the box had not been opened yet. So, oh, <laughs> good thing I got these. Yeah, good thing I got like, these. It was like, finally, this decision has been justified. <laughs> he was like, he was like, not everyone's going to bring a mask. And someone, and someone <laughs> cl- there who was clearly opinionated was like, why wouldn't anyone have a mask? What are they, idiots? <laughs> like... So so it was, it was it was very funny that like I think he felt vindicated that he won the mask battle. Um but we put on a mask to walk the 20 feet to the table and then and then took promptly took them off and had our meal and had everything on disposable things it was a limited menu it was this and that. It was just very there was nothing different about it other than just the perception of feeling safer. Yeah. And that's why it's for the Karens because I'm sure there was like, you want to know what I felt really safe walking by those tables, knowing that I wouldn't get anyone else infected. And it's like, well, if you're coughing and sneezing up a storm that bad that you can't walk past two restaurant tables, let me tell you, you should not be out in public. And if you are out in public, you're a fucking idiot. I will pardon my language. I will give them. I will give them this. When we went to place A the night before, both places we got chips and salsa because we went to most Mexican places for both nights. Don't ask. So when we sat Taco down. Thir- Taco Thursday. Taco Thursday and Friday. So when we sat down. I did feel, I was like, ooh, I should hand sanitize before I touch food that I'm going to put into my mouth. But tonight, I didn't feel like I really needed to do that because everything was so sanitized. So maybe the perception does work. I don't know. Because, like, at this place, it was all disposable menus, whereas the first place, it was plastic menus that they supposedly wiped down. I've honestly down. gone back to pre-COVID. I mean, yeah. I, sometimes I, I wash my hands, sometimes I don't. I don't know. I, I never carry around hand sanitizer anyways. I never have during this. I'm fine. I'm still walking. Right. It's very... It's very... Like, it's stupid. It's, it's what it is. It's, it's stupid. stupid. It's absolutely stupid. And to it's, be honest, it's people, it is, we are a country of people who are now afraid of anything that disrupts a perfect life. Well, and well, the point I made while we were walking around the other day is a point I want to make here, which is people wonder all the time. How did the Nazis round up six million Jews and kill them? You and the Nazis all the stuff, time. Man. They're like, "How did this even happen?" It's like, "Wake up! This it's happening here." It, within three weeks, you gave up all of your freedoms. I bet you a hundred dollars if the government said, "Hey, take this train to go to a virus-free camp and we'll cure you," eighty percent of people will get on that train. Yeah, I, I look. I get. I get what you're saying. I get the government vaccination. We were talking about this last night. You know, it's very clear that a lot of places are going to require some sort of vaccination for this, it seems. I'm on the record stating 
over my dead body? <laughs> Am so, I taking oh, this thing? This is an interesting question for you. So you have always stood by the, if it's a private establishment, I'll follow the rules. I.e., they want me to wear a mask inside while I'm in their private business. Yes. I will comply and wear the private mask. Yes. May, wear the mask. What if a business required that you showed proof of vaccine before entering? Do you think that's an overreach? I'd never walk in that establishment again. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't go in because I'm not getting that thing. I'm not getting that vaccine. I never get the flu shot. I can't think of one thing that would make me get... I guess... If Why they said you're would never, you get if they a said, vaccine for okay, something how about that's 99.9%, you recover. It would it's never, crazy. It would never happen. But what if it was like you could never play golf again? <laughs> a golf course would open that didn't require it. Exactly. That's capitalism. Exactly. 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 The, what I would be scared of is what I'm scared what I'm always scared of, and, and it's because the left is so good at this, and the left is great at never letting a crisis go to waste. <laughs> and they talked about this at the beginning. They started talking about this openly at the beginning of the coronavirus scare, and they shut it down right away. But Hillary even said, never let a crisis go to waste. This is the perfect time to do universal health care yada 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 and it was like very like oh this is a perfect opportunity to universal basic income you know medicare for all just every single left-wing pet project green new deal everything this is a chance to remake society and then they stopped talking about that because they realized that it's insane but that's what they but that's what they want to use this for so it what I'm weary of, to bring it back to your point, what I'm weary of are Democrats using this as an opportunity to write into state law, not at a federal level, but at a state level in the states that they control as a health regulation for restaurants to be like, you need to do this kind of testing in order to allow patrons into your establishment. I mean, honestly, if a place... And you laugh at that, but I'll say, are you, like, that can happen in California. If a place required me to show proof of vaccine before entering, I would make up a document and doctor it. Because I'd be like, this is fucking stupid anyway. So, like, yeah, I'm going to plagiarize. What are you going to do, scan it? Give me a break. Is this America? I'm sorry. I thought this was America. So I'm just simply saying, I think one of the things that we discovered during this, and this is why this particular issue scares me, is that we didn't fully understand the powers that were written into all of these state governments for governors during states of emergency. Yeah, that's a disgrace. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. And I don't I don't I also don't understand why there hasn't been more discussion about this on Fox News. About the governor's overreach. Yeah. I think they covered it a little bit because those those men or people protesters stormed the Michigan State House to protest it. They but it's covered a little that part. frightening. It's like how do we how do we fix this going forward? 
So that's that's really what I'm worried about coming out of this. Back to the whole original point of requiring and like the iOS today, this iOS update. Yeah, that like, is crazy. That it, it's it's a change to help man it, to help uh, collaborate with government contract Hold on. We should just apps. read it out loud because it's actually absurd. Hold on. Let me find the text where you the screen. No, we're going full info wars here. It's okay. Full this is what it screens. says. iOS 13.5 speeds up access to the passcode field on devices with face ID when you are wearing a face mask. Give me a break. And introduces the exposure notification API to support COVID-19 contact tracing apps from public health authorities. Absolutely not. Government. Read the federal government. So the federal government all, is all, going to be tracking so, your every hold on, hold on, movement. Hold on. I have so many issues with this. Number one, Apple is supposed to be the beacon of privacy. Like that is the public image that they're putting out there. They're like, no, we won't backdoor let you in to see criminals history. Like, no, we won't let you jailbreak a phone. Like we value our customers privacy over everything. And now they're adding in this bullshit government tracking. Like, give me a break. Like, how quickly did you fold? Which brings me back to the whole point of how quickly people are giving up their rights and how quickly you can turn from being a peaceful nation into sending Jews to concentration camps. It's not crazy. Like, this shit happens. I have to say that obviously the whole Apple privacy thing is a total load of BS. Everyone knows it's like BS, just like everyone knows Google's don't be evil. No, BS. Apple is BS. really won't no, do it. Apple, they, Apple the FBI has come to Apple multiple times to get them to jailbreak and backdoor into a phone, and they have refused to do it. They have refused to do it. Yeah, because And now leftists. all of a sudden they're like, oh, cool, we'll like help you contract track everyone. Of what? course, because they're leftists. Right? They're leftists. They believe in state control of everything. I think it's hypocrisy in the wild, and I don't know why you're not agreeing with me on this. I don't think it's hypocrisy. I think it's exactly what we've gotten in bed with. I think that's one of the things that's one. It's maybe the most defensive thing about this that I think people on the far right, like us, and people on the far left, we agree with. It's like that like word meme, you know, strong bicep white guy and strong bulging bicep black eye shaking hands it's like far right far left anger over the fact that coronavirus was essentially an excuse to transfer trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars to the biggest corporations on the planet at the expense of the american taxpayer and small businesses that's what happened here economically there's a report today that the world's billionaires got 430 or 457 billion dollars richer. Well, what'd you expect when you shut down every small business in this country and only allowed people to patronize the largest corporations in the world? Yeah, it's I, disgusting. We should never ever again allow our government to classify a business as essential or non-essential or a person as essential or non-essential. That is, Everyone is essential. Like, if you don't think that is pretty much the same as labeling people as a Jew and not a Jew, then you are drinking something crazy because it is the same damn thing. I, I, think it's, I think it's absolutely nuts. And I think 
this is why that Bernie wing of the Democrat Party is not going to vote for Joe Biden. Joe Biden can't even hold a 10-minute virtual conference. He can't hold a 5-minute one. 10 minutes. Double digits, Katie? Double digits? Yeah, that's aggressive. How much how much how much faith do you have in Joe Zero. Biden? Zero. The other day he was asked if he's ever had a job and he goes, "Yeah, I was a lifeguard." <laughs> Oh my God! Who put this man up to this? <laughs> this is a sick joke. He thinks it's cute, and oh and, and I mean, once everyone's back to work, oh, have you ever had a real job oh, as a lifeguard once? Give me a break! It's unbelievable. Speaking of Joe Biden, we actually, it's off not unbelievable. Uh, it's absolutely believable. But to tie up everything, we let off with this, but we need to play this really quick clip of. Joe Biden. So this is Joe Biden this morning on the Breakfast Club being inter- interviewed by Charlemagne the God. All right. Ready? This is like the number one and urban radio morning drive time show. In case you're unfamiliar with him, he is African American. Y- yes. Okay. I said urban. I said the code word. Okay. Here's, here's <laughs> the clip. I, mean, I don't know if you saw the op ed in the Washington Post by some of the leading black women voices in this country. And they feel since black women are such a loyal voting block and black people saved your political life in the primaries this year. They have things they want from you. And one of them is a black woman running mate. What, what do you say to them? What I say to them is that I'm not acknowledging anybody who is being considered, but I guarantee you there are multiple black women being considered. Multiple. We don't get so much. That's really our time. I apologize. You can't do that to black media. You I can't do that to white media and black media because my wife has to go on at six o'clock. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm in trouble. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump. And you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something for my community. I would love to see... Take a look at my record, man. I extended the voting racks 25 years. I have a record that is second to none. The NAACP has endorsed me every time I've run. The war, I mean, come on. Take a look at the record. All right, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Anyway, thanks. I will come back. All right. I look please. forward to seeing you in person. Okay, absolutely. Okay, pal. Thanks a lot. I thank appreciate you. it, Charlamagne. Oh my God, he's so uh, like it's, it's so, so bad. It's so weird. It's so weird. Um, yeah. So how is that not so racist? So that's the full clip. That's the full clip in the full context. It's ninety seconds. Um, clearly, the number one point is it's not being taken out of context. What he says when it's like, "Hey, you know what? If you have trouble figuring out if whether you're for me or for Trump, then you ain't black." That's great. Like, that's so rude. Like, so rude. Yeah. Look, look I, I've, I tend to side on the... This isn't my conversation, right? I tend to side on the fact of, like, why can't you just vote for what you believe in? Why does it need to come down to your race? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that I find... Are we I just not find it all weird. Americans... Well, uh, th- it's a larger conversation. You're but either a I just capitalist find it, uh, and an American or you're a socialist. I just find it weird that he would phrase it like that, being like, if you're black, then you, like, have to vote for me. Like, I just found it to be weird. It's like, well, like, you know that, 
while you are definitely going to win the black vote, there are black people who aren't going to vote for you, and it's just, it's like, it seems, it seems like an, it's an unforced, it's an unforced error. But also, like, what has he done for them? Because Nothing. is his only accomplishment that he was a VP to a black president? I'm sorry. I mean, it's the big one. It's the big one. Who cares? Donald it's Trump's the, the one, one who enabled them to have the lowest unemployment they'd ever seen before the media and the governors decided to destroy the economy. And, and pass criminal justice reform. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I think the whole thing is it's just it's just bizarre. It's weird. It's pandering. It's, I think, it's like racist pandering. I'll say this. I think Jonathan Martin in the New York Times hit the nail on the head when he said uh, after this clip, there's uh, no debate over which party wants Biden to leave the basement first. And it's it's it it's the Trump I don't campaign. Get it. That, that, like, the more Joe Biden is out there in public... Oh. Yeah, the more likely these kind of incidents are to happen, and people are going to go, you know, you're... Even, like, even bef- past before he said that awkward, t- like, comment, post- he was right. just, like, yelling in the interview. He's like, I have to go. My wife has to be on an interview. It's like, well, really like is that how you exit an interview like that seems very aggressive he just he's just he's he um it's weird but he seems to have this he's so similar in a way to john Kerry. it's uh, you know the the props i will give him he was lucid he didn't seem to have dementia in that clip no he just seemed to be in 80 year old white guy yeah i don't know how you much that play- dementia, i don't know how joe. that plays anymore you either got dementia joe or 80 year old white guy joe yeah those are your options um yeah i will say uh, i'll i it's Yeah, it's it's just weird. It's just weird. Like I said, it's there's a little bit of this John Kerry. He seems arrogant to a point, which yeah. is weird. He has this false arrogance about him of yes. like, well, this is what I was born to do. Like, I'm supposed to be president. Like, you're supposed to vote for me. Like, you have to vote for me. I don't understand why you won't vote for me. And it's... I'm telling you, they're falling bizarre. into an even worse trap than with Hillary. They're like... Oh, like before, people for sure should have not voted for Trump. But at now, a hundred percent, we don't even have to do anything. I just need to yeah. stand there and they'll vote for me. It's like, no, you really don't understand what's happening in this country right yeah, now. Yeah, like, maybe at all. maybe Hillary was too independent for our liking. <laughs> we need we need a real puppet here, and there's no bigger puppet of the deep state than Joe Biden. This is a man with There's this Twilight Zone episode Haven't seen it so you're gonna have to describe it Basically there's a nuclear event And this guy who works at I forget if it's a library or a bank or whatever whatever, He's like this He gets trapped downstairs you know, he's mm. like the one survivor, and he finally is like, 
He's like this filing clerk, and they're always dumping work on him. He just wants to read. He's like, and so he gets ends up getting trapped in this perfect environment where he's like, he's got all of these books. He's the lone survivor. He's like, finally, I just have time to read. I just have time to read all of these books. And then he breaks his glasses. And so he's the only person on earth. And the only thing he wants to do is read, and he can't because he broke his glasses. It's cruel, it's twick, it's twisted, it's sick. But that's what I feel like Joe Biden's brain is. There's this <laughs> one brain cell left that's like, oh, I'm the only thing here. I have time for all of my books and to read. And then he got nominated. And everyone realized the one brain cell left, its glasses broke. And now they're dealing with this completely unpredictable idiot (laughs) (laughs) who they're hoping defeats the person who makes them so upset that they think George W. Bush is now a great president. (laughs) And so what did they do? The last time Hitler ran for the Republicans, they nominated John Kerry, a professional gigolo. And now they've nominated Joe Biden to run against Hitler a second time. And he's going to get his ass kicked just like John Kerry did. Oi. That's all I can say. Oi. I mean, that's... This brings back to the whole thing is the Democrats are once again going to screw themselves because they've nominated someone who has dementia, who before COVID-19 hit, I thought they were just going to get him to take Bernie out and then at the convention be like, oh, by the way, I have dementia. So I'm going to hand this over to Michelle. No, they're actually going to run the moron. But now they're like, oh, well, this coronavirus has destroyed the economy and now everyone clearly hates Trump. So like we can even elect a dementia ridden candidate and still win. It's like, no, you can't. And people still love Trump because you know why? He didn't shut down the country. Every idiot governor in this country shut down each state. And you hopefully will see a change in the 2020 election for any governor that's up for election because they should all be voted out. Except for maybe like DeSantis, the South Dakota governor, and Georgia maybe, Texas maybe. Everyone else should go. You You all failed miserably. You would have been the person in the Nazi army who said, I was just taking orders. With the Nazis again. I just, it's, the comparison cannot be made more. Like, that's what this is. I hope our entire neighborhood has heard this. It's fine. We already had a sign in our window. They know how we feel. Oh, I'm... Trump tweet of the day. Oh. Uh, like I said, I've been ignoring the news and it's been quite wonderful. Yeah, but you've been messing around on your phone this entire time. Okay, my mother wanted to know about the fire pit that we have and it was very important that I let her know what the fire pit was. So, excuse me. Um, He's been tweeting a lot about other congressmen that are running. 
Uh, a lot. Wait, are there, like, elections today? Why is he tweeting so much about all these random congressmen running? Was there an election? He's, like, Not tweeting a lot about, like, Pennsylvania and other things. Like, a lot of win red links. I don't know. It's a lot. Uh, ba 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 uh, these are all like meh, meh, meh. I don't know. Do you have one? It's a lot of videos and a lot of endorsements. Here's one that's like funny, but I normally wouldn't pick it. Okay, there's one tweet that I don't even understand because I haven't been following stuff enough. Do you have one? I have one that can work, but I don't love it. Oi. Um, let's see. Okay, uh, the one I was thinking of was the wacky do-nothing attorney general of Michigan, Dana Nessel is viciously threatening Ford Motor Company for the fact that I inspected a ventilator plant without a mask. Not their fault, and I did put on a mask. No wonder many auto companies left Michigan until I came along. <laughs> Boom, baby. Also, which goes back to our original point of the masks don't do anything. Supposedly, they help stop the spread if you have it to other people, yep. which honestly has not been scientifically proven, I don't think. And he gets tested every day, and he doesn't have it. So why does he need to wear a mask? It's not helping him not catch it from other people, because that doesn't work. Unless you're wearing, like, an N95 or and a face mask or something. Well, that's the whole thing. It's just, it's just at this point, it's about making people believe they're safe, when in reality... We're all gonna die. No. <laughs> it it's a problem that I mentioned to you before in that they went on the fear propaganda tour to get yes. everyone to comply. And now everyone is bought in. And now they're like, oh snap, this is really only a problem in the nursing homes and eighty plus and it's probably okay if everyone goes out, but it's too late. We've already scared everyone and we're definitely not gonna admit the that we made a mistake and ruined the economy, so now we're in a pickle. The worst thing that could happen to the media and the Democratic Party is for everyone to realize that life can go on as it had been and nothing bad is going to happen. And that's the reality of the situation. Right. Here's my issue. Hindsight is twenty twenty, right? But what should have happened was we should have stopped travel like Trump did, A+. Plus. And then we should have devoted all resources to get PPE in every nursing home, make every person who's not a nursing home resident, like a nurse or person working there, all masked up and in PPE so that we could focus on those people not getting it and putting out a warning to those people that that's an issue and that's all we needed to do. But no one wants to admit that because that would be admitting they made a mistake, they will then lose an election, 
And so they don't want to do it. So now we all have to suffer because no one wants to admit they made a mistake. And in private companies, you just admit you made a mistake and you move on and you learn from it. Bingo, bingo, bongo. Not in politics. Nothing else to add. Yep. All right. Until the next time.